We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's what I'm talking about. Mike uh, caught you last game screaming that you're him. What is saying I'm him? <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> Sometimes you black out out there, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Joe Burrow, after that touchdown pass to Hayden Hurst, beautifully designed play, mm-hmm. screamed at the sideline, I'm him, and then was asked about it, and he said, he, I, I did that? It's funny. Burrow and the Bengals playing the Chiefs, of course, Sunday in the late game. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi. Did Diggs start that, by the way? I'm him? Yeah. I don't think so. This is the first time I saw it. Yes. But I'm in a, I'm in a bubble here. So. I, yeah, I don't think he invented. I don't know. I he don't didn't think invent so. I'm him? The, the general. Just, the, just the, the, the phrasing? The public. Yes. I don't think it was him. Okay. Oh, wait. No, he said it was him. But it wasn't him. Get it? I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Was it him? Yes. Yes, it was him. Whoever well did done. it, whoever did it first, Joe, was definitely him. Right. That's 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 him. the guy that him. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if it was Stefan Diggs. Him. Not everybody can be him. No. Everybody thinks they're him, but not everybody lot, can be him. A lot of him. Just like everyone. This is going to be the new goat. Everyone's a goat now. <laughs> everyone. Even though the literal definition of it is greatest of all time, there can only be one. Who's, but like ninety people and everything are who, goats. Who's the most? Uh, ridiculous goat you've seen? Somebody tabbed as the oh, goat. Oh, this is a good question. Because I've definitely seen one that was like, come on. Bra- um, Brady gets it the most, right? He's the Brady most, gets it all the time. most goated goat. Brady gets it all the time. LeBron gets it a lot. Yep, okay. Uh, Messi got M- it a ton at the World Cup. MJ yep. gets it. Like, right, the guys that you could actually make a case. Yes, they are the greatest of all time at something. I'll do it jokingly with Max Afinagenov on, <laughs> on like Twitter, but I'm definitely not being serious. Um, I think like I, Carl Anthony Towns, I've seen it with oh, wow. like recently. That's like he's a good player, <laughs> but come on, no, like goat should not just mean oh you're good. Goat should mean like you are the greatest at something. Him should be more, I guess for hey you're great. Yeah, or is him above goat? I think goat's got to be above him. It's a great question. Goat then him. I don't really have an answer for you on it though. We need we need levels here. Yeah. We, need, we need someone. We need some someone a, pol- a pol- police to. Someone's got to figure out who qualifies as a goat. Well, who doesn't? Who qualifies as him? Diggs him. Not a goat though. Next time the Bills play the Bengals, it's very important that nobody says anything bad about the Bengals anywhere. Oh my god! Every little thing. Well. Every little thing. There's proof of that. Zach Taylor this week said, this is during a media availability, which would have been Monday, Uh he said that he scours the internet, every inch of the internet. Zach Taylor does. He says that. That the Bengals, I mean, during his, this is the piece I'm reading here, he admitted he searches every inch of the internet to find ways to motivate his team. Has he seen tweets from me and you, though? (laughs) 
we are complimentary the Bengals. Right. I don't have I disrespected the I don't think I've disrespected the Bengals. I envy the Bengals. I want to be their receiving core. Uh that's their head coach though that is doing that. He searches every inch of the wow. internet to find ways to motivate his team. Also crazy that he would just admit to that. They put a sign up in the stadium this week. Do you see this? They put a sign up in their stadium that says disrespect us. Like they're begging for it. Which by the way, we've reached a point in sports where fans would rather be disrespected than be respected. Oh, for sure. We just went through a year where the Bills were the favorites all year, and everyone was saying how good they were, and Bills fans are just like, I don't like this. The Bengals are being disrespected. They are <clears throat> favored to win this game. <laughs> right? They're, they are favored at Arrowhead. Favored at Arrowhead <laughs> to win. Right. Disrespect us. Are they favored? Last no, I saw- they... they they're favored by like two and a half now. I yeah, think. last I saw, they were favored. This, you know, everybody's disrespected. It's it's it can be very it, annoying it, it at is, times. It is constant. It is absolutely constant. Uh, everybody is snubbed. Everybody is disrespected. The Seahawks, their players are mad. Pete Carroll wasn't the finalist for coach of the year. Oh, S- sorry guys. What? Everybody's coach of the year. Well, you know, they're going to have three extra wins now next year because they're going to be motivated. Right. Week eight, they're going to beat the 49ers and some crazy upsets. Like, you know, guys, uh, some question about you know, how motivated really were you after Pete Carroll did not get nominated for AP Coach of the Year last season? Yeah, right. Just, I mean. Everybody's so mad. So, so manufactured. Zach Taylor is readily admitting to it's manufactured. Right, to search in the internet to try to motivate right. his team. He's tr- looking for the disrespect. They put a sign up, huh? Maybe the Bills should do more of that. I don't know. Well, there's something to be said for, you know, motivating tactics. We, we had a call a little bit ago, 803-0550. How's everybody feel about Sean McDermott? The caller said, you know, they that he'd heard a lot of McDermott should be fired, but then thought about it and said it seems to be a little bit of a vocal minority. How does everybody feel about McDermott? I, I'm Should I put a poll up? Yeah, but what are the options? Fine. Great. I mean, he's a well. It could just be. Do you? Would you? If you were, if you were in, if you had the decision or the power to make the decision, would you fire Sean McDermott? Yeah, I just think how like, many people are going to say yes to that? Not many. I, well, I don't think many either. If you want to put the poll up, ju- ju- yeah, just to see what percentage are going to say yes. Yeah, what percentage are going to say yes? The the thing we brought up to the caller was. For me, the conversation always goes to, well, who is your next coach? In the cases of firing coaches in the past, they have been so bad that anybody else, to me, is a good idea. Doug Marone is your coach. Things are so bad offensively, anybody else is a good idea. Rex, his defenses were terrible, right? Like You can't even make a case to keep this coach. The Sabres have had coaches that have been so bad that just get them out of here was an answer. McDermott, that's not even close to true. So there's, to me, there's two levels of whenever you want to make a coaching change. There's, this is so bad, I need to make a change. And then there's, well, have I reached a ceiling? And who could get me over that? The, the you know, the Bills aren't going to go out and hire D'Amico Ryans from the 49ers, <laughs> who might right. be a very good defensive coach and might be a great def- it just right. not, it's not the kind of move you make when you already have an established defensive coach to say we're going to do this instead. To me, the, the the names it's a short list. Sean Payton is on the short list of names. He's like you, the if, only one, right? Right. If you wanted to say to me, I want him gone, and I want Sean Payton, I you know, I could push back, of course, but it's 
All right, well, you want a Super Bowl-winning head coach that ran a great offense with a Hall of Fame quarterback for a long time? I think that that is reasonable to say. If you want to do it to hire Shane Steichel of the Eagles, that's a little less so. How about this name? Frank Reich. Uh Is that reasonable? He has been a head coach. He has been a modestly successful head coach with bad quarterbacks. Yeah. A rotating quarterback position. He got fired by a crazy owner. Maybe he goes and gets the Chargers offensive coordinator job. Like To me, if you wanted to make that point, okay, there are points to make. Just he's got to go. What's your backup plan? Well, I don't really have one. To me, it doesn't sound like no, you've thought it out. To me, that's change. I just want change for the sake of change. Right. And I, 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 I want to see something. I want to see a shakeup. And I don't almost. I don't care what the, the, the answer is. When Reich, even like that, even that one, I would say is more. You're doing it emotionally, and also like the name would tie into that as well. That I just I want you know Frank Reich, a former Bill, a former Bill, but. I think his resume might be good enough if he weren't a former Bill. It's good enough, he, but you can't he, really make the argument that he's different from McDermott and that you know that he can get take you all the way. I would know. Like Peyton, you can say that because you can, he's you done can. it. With Reich, I guess you're making the case, again, not that I'm really making it, but Reich has won a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator. Right. And he's a good offensive coach. Yeah. Really, then it's more offense and, versus defense. Here's, here's the other part of it. For every person in that poll that votes, yes, you would make the change, would 100% of them want an offensive coach? Isn't that answer? Probably. Yes? Should It should be. Yeah. You're, oh, for, for sure. Yes. For you're, not, sure. you're not firing him, McDermott to bring in... You mentioned D'Amico Ryans, right? Yeah. But, like, Frazier. They're not promoting... F- 0% of that, whatever it is, is going to want Frazier as the head coach, right? Right. If you're doing it, you, you're doing it because you think... You've capped at a defensive coach. That's that's at least my my guess. Like if we're doing Venn diagrams of, you know, percentage of coaches that or people that want this coach fired. We'll get some calls in on this. I, I I'm not about firing McDermott. I am about finding answers on offense. And you know, Dorsey going into year two, if in fact he is the coordinator for year two, and answers in the draft and free agency. Like that is going to be a lot of my focus. And you know, by the time we get to the draft, we'll see what the Bills say about all that. But I. I on the McDermott stuff, I do think it is the minority. I don't think it is laughably insane. I might not agree with it, and I would also say I think it's super unlikely. Gordon in Buffalo. Gordon, good morning. Hey, Jeremy. How's it going? Good. Um, Honestly, man, I don't want McDermott fired. In the heat of the moment, I was probably thinking, yeah, I would like McDermott fired. And the offensive uh, coach question, Immediately, I thought to myself, Sean Payton and Alvin Kamara doesn't sound bad considering Singletary isn't the running back I really want here. And honestly, uh, after I calmed down, I just thought to myself, Dorsey is the problem overall because nothing has been an issue with, you know, Dable. Rick Dennison was a thing and that was gone. But Dable has been consistent. Yeah, there was some stuff people question here or there, but it was an overall consensus after this year of seeing Dorsey that Dable was what we needed here and someone close to what he can do for this offense. It's not McDermott. And if it comes down to another big game situation where we're looking at something like this year, yeah, I may look at McDermott and be like, thank you for everything. 17 years without playoffs was pretty garbage. I will be, I'm forever grateful, but you're not going to be the guy that gets us all the way. That's where I'm at. Right. And I, I think you're not alone. I don't think it's the majority. On Dorsey, let me read you something here from Ollie Connolly's piece. In uh, he writes for I think he's got a Substack, read optional Substack. 
about Lou Anaromo and what he did to the Bills in that playoff game. And Joe, let me know if this yeah. sounds familiar. He writes about Cincinnati's performance against Allen. And this is going to get to Allen. It's going to get to Dorsey. It's going to get to the path forward. The Bengals attacked his tendency to overlook and override pre-snap tells. Allen did not have the discipline to change his stripes in the moment and handle the blitzes without freestyling, and the structure of the offense did very little to change and add answers in pass protection. The Bills want to get five receivers out in the pattern as often as possible, but the Bengals found ways to abuse their light protections while covering properly. Mix all of that together with the Bills' unwillingness and ineptitude when it comes to running the ball, and you get an offense that has no firm ground to stand on in heavy snow conditions, no less. That has been a, yeah. a, a trademark of this offense. Whenever they lose, the run part has been there for years. That was here with Dable. Yeah. But the thing that has started to pick up, is picked up against Miami, especially in the playoff game. We talked about it for a week going in Cincinnati. The story about defensive coordinators betting Allen won't take the simple stuff. Yeah. We don't have to cover it. We can blitz and we can send and we can we can, we can leave Singletary in the flat wide open we because can, he's not going to throw it. We there. can coax Josh Allen into taking deeper shots. We can we he yeah. will want to go down the field, and I just feel like it's the offensive coordinator's job to have the scheme, to have the answers, to make it so. Josh, they're trying to bait you. You've got to do this. You've got to be here. That's what the coaching is. Is yeah. we said it with Miami. And Allen torched them for like three fifteen three touchdowns, but also some interceptions and some mistakes. Good defense defenses. Allen might be able to be just fine against that. Bigger games, higher stakes. Are we going to get to a Super Bowl? And listen, we'd be very happy to be in the Super Bowl, and Allen would give him a chance. It's not really all about Allen here. It's about a coach. It's about harnessing him. But two playoff games in a row, defensive coordinators decided, let's see if we can talk him into throwing deep on us. Yeah, and meanwhile, on the other side, like I'm looking at Joe Burrow's passing chart from that game. He attempted three passes over 20 yards all day out of 36 attempts. He attempted three. He only had completed one. He had one completion of 20-plus yards. Everything else, I mean, there's some in the intermediate, but left flat, right flat, these slant patterns over the middle. Like, And we, we've talked about that, right, that it was, what, two and a half seconds? Yeah. Burrow was getting rid of the football. The other side, like that quarterback was taking everything that was given to him, like immediately, and was not waiting around. He was getting protection for, let me see what help opens up down the field. It was, oh, I'm getting seven yards here. I'm taking the seven yards. Is that always the coordinator, though? Is, is no. My, that's just the nature of what I would think who this quarterback is. Dable maybe was better than Dorsey at getting him to take it, right? Doesn't it feel like that's the case? Yes, it does. It does. Although early in the year, he was throwing to Singletary a lot. Yeah, a ton. A ton. Like, look at Singletary's catches over the year. Halfway through the season, he had a ton. And then, of course, you know, Cook and Hines started to take <laughs> some of his his workload. But were, were they trying to force him into it by just getting running backs? Like, almost purposely tanking their receiving core for that. Hey, we're going to make you take yeah. these short ones because we're going to make sure no, no one other than Diggs is going to be open down the field. Larry and Clarence. Go ahead, Larry. Hey, guys. How are we doing today? Good. Um, just, uh, I, I don't know if I necessarily want McDermott or any of the coaching staff fired, but at the same point, I'm not sure if I trust them to build uh, build an offense. Um, I mean, if you look at the last drafts, it's been uh, defensive line, defensive line, cornerback, defensive line. Um, and then, I mean, I, 
how many how many first and second round picks do we have on the defensive line? And then on top of that, we go out and get Vaughn Miller in the off season, which again, big acquisition. But did we need him? Could we have gotten gotten a number another number one wide receiver to pair with uh, Diggs instead and spend that money there? Um, it's just uh, I think too many times over the last uh, couple playoff games going into the going into last uh, last year's Kansas City game, it's well, offenses are uh, comparable, but the Bills have the better defense. We should win that game. And Kansas City came out and torched the defense, even in this game. Well, offenses are comparable. Um, Buffalo's got the better defense in Cincinnati, a top top five, top uh, whatever defense. In the playoffs, it doesn't seem to matter. Again, we get torched. Um, part of me is kind of expecting um, – uh, uh, being a McDermott to go out and draft another defensive lineman or another cornerback when this offense clearly um, needs help and has been neglected. The only end, the only time they make a splash move last off season while we're bringing in Matt Breda, he's going to open up the uh, uh, halfback screens this year while we drafted James Cook in the second round. He's going to, and we don't use the players half the time when we bring them in. Um, it's just, I don't know, I think this off season in particular is going to be huge for the fact uh, with McBean and Dermott, if McDermott, if they, uh, if, you know, they, they decide to stay here or not, or they, if they should stay here or not. I think that offense needs major overhaul, and I'm not sure if I, uh, if I trust them to get us over that hump. Thanks, Larry. I, I think you're not alone in saying, don't we all expect a defensive lineman? No, but... We will all be worried about it until the yeah. p- the pick is in. I'm not ruling it out. The, the team that I teased that I would compare the Bills to right now is a worry. What would what would you you me and you sound like in Green Bay in the last five years? What are you doing? Why don't you get a weapon for Aaron Rodgers? And it's every year, every year. Green Bay. I just look back. They for the last time, Devontae Adams almost every year has led the team in targets. This year it was. Alan Lazard. So they've had a receiver every year lead the team in targets. They have not had a wide receiver finish second on their team in targets in six years. Hmm. Aaron Jones, four years in a row, has been their number two target getter. Jimmy Graham before that. An old Jimmy Graham, by the way, at that. And in that time, every year, aren't they always tied to, oh, they're going to get Beckham. Or, oh, they're going to they're gonna make the big splash move in free agency. They're going to be the team that trades for this top receiver. They're going to draft a guy in the first round. And in that time, they've spent a lot of draft picks. They have not spent a first-round pick. No, they finally spent a second on Christian Watson. And, right, and he's the best one they've had. Yes, it, yes, he is. But in that time, right, they spent but, the second on Watson, and otherwise a third, a fourth, two-fifths, a sixth, and two-sevenths. And I guarantee you in that six years in Green Bay, all the, the time – talking about that position is, oh, maybe this fifth-round pick will show up and be the guy. That's right. And And they've never done the first. And, of course, the point about Christian Watson is they did it after they got rid of Devontae Adams. Right. You know what about a great idea? Do that when you had him. Yeah. Like, come on. Adams and Christian Watson. I would have been yelling, okay, now you do it. Like, I I just, it's one team, and it's, it's not many teams that do that, but I just, I hope and pray the Bills do not operate like the Packers do, thinking every year we all talk about receiver, and they're, meanwhile, sitting behind the scenes going, 
But we can figure it out. We can spend a fourth and a fifth behind Diggs, and, and we'll be fine. Open segment, more calls, 803-0550. If you're with us, uh, stick with us. We'll get right to your calls on the other side. We'll talk about some of those drafts and some of the things that they have done. And some of the you know the draft um, mantras, right? Don't pick for need, pick best player. A lot of stuff that we'll revisit, of course, over the course of months and months and months. Um, so we'll get to some of that and your calls first up on the other side here on WGR. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Ken did a lot of good things. Our offensive numbers are good. Like any time you go through something the first year, I'm sure he felt at times like he was drinking out of a fire hose. You're dealing with different things, but... Uh, Ken is a hard worker. He's smart. And you got a guy who played the position at a very high level, you know, won national championships on a, a major college team. And that's an asset, too, knowing what, in this case, Josh is going through. And so Ken will be very self critical. We'll, we'll all put our heads together. Bill Shem, Brandon Bean, Jeremy White, Jody Biasi, talking a little bit about the coaching staff. Had someone calling about firing Sean McDermott. You know, what percentage of the fan base actually thinks that's a good idea? Maybe the conversation really is, we're going to talk about it next year. <laughs> you know, if they don't yeah. make a Super Bowl or, I mean, even get back to the AFC Championship game. It really probably should be something like that. Like, AFC Championship game or bust. Should we readjust our bust? It can't be mm. Super Bowl or bust. They haven't made the AFC Championship game in two years. 
And that's are, are we going to feel good if they make the AFC Championship next year and lose to Kansas City or the Bengals? No. <laughs> what if it's does it, is it Matt? Is it because it's those opponents? Yes. It's what, because, well, what, I mean, what if, if it's, it's Jaguars? Some, if it's somebody new, it's maybe worse. I don't know if it's worse. Is it worse if they lose to the Jaguars in the AFC Championship next year? Any because it'll feel like oh we got through it. No Chiefs, no Bengals. Any situation where the Jaguars in the Super Bowl feels worse, yes. If you're asking. okay, okay. What if I make it the Chargers? Well, I was about to say the Dolphins. The but that, Dolphins. That would not be. Is that it, would not feel is good. Is it Tom Brady that beats the Bills in that game? Because sure, that would, that would be the worst. Sure, Brady does. Yes, with right, with the Raiders. I've got at NFL.com the seven Brady landing spots ranked by who did this? Sorry, this is um. Mark Sessler, ranking seven uh, landing spots for Brady. We'll get to those in yeah. a minute. I want to get some calls in here. Eddie in Lancaster. Eddie, you're up. Right. All right, Eddie's busy. Eddie's got stuff going on. Eddie, we'll come back to you. All right. Mike in Arizona. Mike. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Hey, uh, we had our head coach after that Kansas City debacle. We had Dre. I wouldn't let him out the building, to be honest with you. Would have been a popular decision? Probably not. I got nothing against McDermott. But uh, we needed that continuity in offense, and uh, Drabel had it. And then uh, he could develop his own staff and go forward from there. And uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't let him out the building, to be honest with you. No. One thing Brian Dable did when he went to New York, by the way, he brought in offensive court, I mean, offensive staff and defensive staff. There's a big story about this, yeah. that, that he didn't only hire people he knew no. and, and had worked with. His offensive coordinator – Given he did, it's not like they tried to get Ken Dorsey to go to New York. They hired Mike Kafka, who was the Chiefs' quarterback coach, as his OC. Mm-hmm. And, and then they hired Wink Martindale as his defensive coordinator. Yeah, from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So neither of his coordinators are from Buffalo. How often does that happen? Yeah, usually they take at least one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he kind of made his coaching staff in his own. So some of that could have been might be hard to pluck assistant coaches from the Bills. I mean, they got the Bills' O-line coach, right? Bobby Johnson went over. Um, but otherwise, yeah. I I almost hate talking about the Dable idea and, like, revisionist history on it because I would want Brian Dable as my head coach. But I just don't know. Like, fan, if it was fantasy football, it'd be easy to do. I don't know how you pull that off in real life. How you pull off firing a coach with that resume for and and doing it for a guy that's on your staff and just they're not being I, I don't know how you it's, do that easily. It's almost never done. It's never done. And another example of when it should have been done, could have been done, maybe I don't want to imply it should have been done here. Although it would have been reasonable. It would have been easy to defend that idea. But they didn't, and I never thought they were going to. Uh Atlanta. They let Kyle Shanahan walk for Dan Quinn. Yeah, yeah. Like tough mistake, yeah, big mistake there. Has anyone ever done it where they fired their coach to keep their coordinator as the head coach? I don't know that that's ever happened. Maybe in the college ranks, and the, the, the Patriots even right. Yeah. Josh McDaniel stayed on a couple times because it was supposed to be he was going to take over for Bill, and it never happened. Right, like, I, yeah, I can't, I can't think of a time where that has happened because. Your head coach is this, this successful. You just, you know, and it's his staff, right? Like, yeah, are are you building a whole new staff? Like, it just, 
I don't know. Right. Sometimes you get fired and someone else on your staff becomes the interim coach and takes over. And that's just, yeah, you know, yeah. you're gone. And, I mean, Don Granado was an assistant under Ralph Kruger and right. got the job on an interim basis and kept it. But the idea of you're doing well, this happens in hockey is where this happens. It does happen in hockey. In hockey, yeah. you're not happy. I mean, the Penguins, when they had Dan Bilesma, he was the AHL coach. Yep. And they, filed, they fired Michelle Therrien before the playoffs. Yeah, brought in Biles when they win the cup, and it's just different. It's very different, but that's the sport where it does happen. The guy on top, you're out of here. Someone else in the organization is going to be the new head coach, new voice, new message. Yeah, I'm. I'm like I'm. I'm trying to rack my brain. I feel like it has happened recently, but like, like Kubiak maybe. Did like the Broncos fire Kubiak because they were about to lose somebody? But, I'll, but, I'll figure it out. But I, did I feel they, like it's happened once. But did they do it when they were good? Yeah, that's, that, that, that's a good like, question, too. It, it never happens where they're good. When we talk about good coaches getting dismissed, it's always, we, we mentioned Andy Reid, 14 years, had one bad year. Okay, now's our now's our chance. Yeah. Tony Dungy, fired so they could trade for John Gruden. Right. It just, it, it is not something that happens with regularity in the NFL. And we, I mean, somebody will probably call or tweet us one example, but it's tough to think of. Pat in Buffalo, what's up, Pat? Hey, what's up, my man? Um, I just want to touch base, you know, um, with, the, with the Bills, you know, with, with the defense. Um, everyone's saying, you know, Josh Allen needs another weapon, Josh, which I think he does, which I really do think he does. But let Jordan Poirier walk. I, I think he tried to trade uh, Mika Hyde. We lost to Kansas City twice. They, they, got, they got destroyed by the Bengals. You got you to start doing something around that defense. Maybe trade, uh, trade Davius White. I don't think you fire Ken Dorsey. It's his first year. He, Josh Allen had crazy numbers with him just like he did with the bull um uh, his interceptions went up by what he threw two three more interceptions this year than he did last year one thing he did pat on the turnovers josh allen had 27 turnovers yeah which was the most by any player in three seasons since winston right winston's 30, pick 30 seasons picks. yeah with allen fumbles are a part of that too the interceptions were not up tremendously no the fumbles were up. fumbles were way up and is that randomness? Is that pass protection? Is that does someone want to tell me that it's something to do with Dable no longer being here? It might be a more well scripted offense protects the ball. Yeah. I, would, I would do that. But also, why are we trading the entire secondary away? <laughs> I mean, Poyer is going to walk probably because they can't pay him. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't know. Like maybe in a year, we'll talk about Tre'Davious White's future. He's twenty eight years old and not back to form yet, but just coming back from a torn ACL. Hyde is going into the final year of his deal. I mean, this secondary could be completely different in two years' time, but I don't. I don't think White and Hyde are. They're going to be on this team next year, and we, I don't really know what the argument is for them to not be. We have one answer on a fired coach to keep a coordinator. Okay, Wade Phillips was fired to keep Jason Garrett. <laughs> right, and Wade. That's right. I think Wade was was he what was his record with the Cowboys? He made the playoffs, didn't he? Yeah, he made the playoffs because I think is he not their coach when. When uh, when Romo fumbles the snap against Seattle as the holder and tries to run it in, I think that was um, yeah he is. I'm looking Parcells, 2007. That was that was Wade. Um, but here's the thing about Wade: in his last season, when he got fired, they were one and seven. He got fired mid season. He was right. Yeah, the year before the, the same. they go eleven and five, and then they go one and seven, and you fire your head coach. Right. So that's that's not it. Right. 
This ain't it. We're talking off season. You're good. You're good. You've got a great coordinator that someone else is about to poach. You don't want that to happen, so you get rid of your head coach yeah. to keep that guy. And your coach has a resume, and this is true in the Dungy example. Your coach has a resume where it's like, oh, uh, we would like to hire that that person. They're very good. If he doesn't want to take a year off. This is not yeah. you know, firing Kingsbury to keep the coordinator underneath him. They're bad. When you're good, it just doesn't happen. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Uh we'll give try Eddie, we'll give you another try here. Eddie, what's up? Hey, thanks for taking the call, guys. Sorry about that. Sure. Right. Um yeah, no, I mean these are all really intriguing questions and as a Buffalo fan for, you know, my life, um, we've seen good coaches and I I love McDermott. I think he's a good coach. Um he needs to get a very strong offensive coordinator. Otherwise we need a coach. There is a there is a benefit when you have a quarterback like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or Burrow all right, to tie the head coach to the quarterback because then you don't have that constant like, oh, now Dayball's gone. Now who's next? Well, he learned under him and whatever, all of these other things. And we, I remember talking on the radio throughout the year that, you know, one of the concerns Jeremy brought up right in the beginning of the year was, hey, do we really know what we're going to get? We don't know what challenges we're going to face throughout the year with our new O.C., and as the book came out, it became more repetitive. I mean, we had to the point where we had players on the other teams literally telling in public you know, uh, yeah. media that we can tell what they're doing. I mean, how much more signs do you need posted on the wall that whether defensively or even offensively were, were very predictable and they can scheme us very easily? I mean, I thought from Belichick's ridiculous who they fired – their offensive coordinators were able to scheme against us. It just seems obvious to me, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just a crazy fan. Thanks, guys. No, thanks, Eddie. Yeah, it was Patrick Peterson, middle of the season. I think he was talking about Gabe Davis. Like, yep. I, we, we know the routes he's going to run. Mm-hmm. Is that, though, personnel-based? Sure. Like, par- would, par- partially. Would Dorsey be able to do more things if he had wide receivers that could run full route trees? Because right now, Diggs is the only receiver on the roster that can run every route. And do it well. Is that not right? Like, Dable had at least, like, Emmanuel Sanders ran a full route tree. I'm not saying he was great. No, he's very good, though. He had a great career and, and won, won a Super Bowl. And and his specialty was route running and yeah. being able to run a full route tree. Like, even though John Brown, you know, similarly, when Dable first got here, Dable had multiple options of receivers that could do a bunch of different things. So, I guess this is a question. John Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, this year they don't have that guy. Are they more likely to draft a receiver early or go back to that pool of, hey, let's just get a John Brown. Let's just get an Emmanuel Sanders. The, yeah. Treat it like they've treated guard. One-year deal, guy that can get the job done for us. Right. The answer is they'll probably do both. But would you think it's more likely? I think it's more, now that you put it that way, because I do think it's it's very likely they do both. Even if it's not a first-round receiver, like maybe a second-round receiver paired with that guy, I feel like they do that with somebody though. Even if it's, do, do they do make the Jamison Crowder signing again? Just instead of slot this year, they go for a guy that can do more more things. Like I'm looking at the receivers that are free agents. Who fits the bill for this? Like not DJ Chark, but no, he uh, just did that really. Right, right. A guy that's going to just come in and like, oh yeah, he's had a nice career. He's been decent. Am I looking at like, and now boy. he's right at the end? Yeah. A veteran who I don't. I'm looking now. Like Ster, does Sterling Shepard want to do a one year deal? 
He's coming off a torn ACL, so that might actually fit. Ju- Juju Smith-Schuster? He kind of just did that, too, He just though. did that. He might get paid. And I'm, I, I can see the future, Joe. Marvin got, Jones? I've got a crystal ball here. Marvin Jones. Boy. Honestly, like that, yeah, that right, might be right. where they end up. A crystal ball. They signed this player to a one-year deal to help their receiver core, and someone writes to me on Twitter, there goes wide receiver number one. And I say, the hell it does. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like, this is when, when they signed John Brown, it was all so much for Beckham. Like, no, that shouldn't that should not be a so much for Beckham thing. Of course Beckham didn't send anywhere, but here would I mean, be the guys they've had multiple years of success getting the hired yeah. gun outside receiver the same way that they've treated guard for the last couple of years. Yeah. The guys I'm looking at right now that I would think, oh yeah, one year deal. Like they'll be on a team and these are the guys that would be accepting one year deals. Marvin Jones. We're talking we're talking veterans here, I think. Uh Randall Cobb. Jarvis Landry. He's not coming here. Julio Jones. Bills fans are not prepared to confront the no. idea of liking Jarvis Landry. That's right. Sterling Shepard, I think, because he's coming off an injury, kind of a prove it year for him, rebuild his value. And that's kind of it. Like you're talking about there's, there isn't even really an Emmanuel Sanders for that, unless you think Julio Jones has got a left enough, left or in the tank where he could be that. Maybe somebody gets cut. Right? Somebody gets cut, sure. Paris Campbell is an idea that I've seen thrown around. He's 25. He was a second-round pick. Dude has not been able to stay healthy, but he's talented. And th- you know what? He might work for that. He One-year deal. Let me prove my value. Let me go to Buffalo if I could stay healthy for a year. And that's a guy, not a big name because – he has not had much production in the league. I mean, he had 600 yards last year and 57 catches. But he's a guy that plays outside and inside, is a good yak guy. The, again, the talent is there, but that's kind of where you're at. You're either at veteran that's over the hill, or you're at guy like a Paris Campbell where there's a bunch of problems. And there it would be the dude hasn't stayed healthy in three years. 803-0550 to be a part of it if you want to join the conversation. Uh, it's Jeremy White, Jody Biasi here on WGR. Sabres head coach Don Granado joining us in a moment. Quick Sabre stat, then a call, then a break for Granado. Mm-hmm. Michael Blake McCurdy does a lot of, you know, fancy numbers, probabilities, all that good stuff on the playoffs. Joe, yep. in order for the Sabres to have a more likely than not to make the playoffs, above 50% to make yep. the playoffs, in their last 35 games, they have to get 41 points or more. In 35 games? 41 points in 35 games gives that them, makes them more likely than not to make it. That does not seem that hard, doesn't it? It is not that Isn't hard. that their current point pace, just about? 30, 41 and 35, I mean, we're talking, if I do some quick math in my head, what is that? That is... <laughs> Hold on, let me just do it on my phone. Yeah, okay. Let's not, <laughs> let's not hurt ourselves too much. It's like 18... 18, 13, and 4? It is a 1.17 point-per-game pace. Okay? Okay. Their point-per-game pace is 1.12. 1.12. Right. They have to be a little better than they have been, and all that really means is they have a little bit of ground to make up. But right. the rate they've been playing at is pretty close to playoff percentages. 19, 13, and 3. That's that record. 19, 13, and 3. That's one of the ways to get there? That's one of the ways to get there. 19, 13, and 3 or 8 or, you know, there's other ways to do that with that the is, overtime losses. That's three games over 500. Yeah. They are currently three games over 500. 25, 19, I and 3. I feel a lot better. 
Not that I didn't feel pretty good already. You said that money puck earlier had them, what, 40? 42%. Yeah, I feel like it's... I would not pick them right now to make the playoffs, I don't think. But... Every game matters. It's it's going to be close. Yep. Like, final week of the season, they're going to be alive. Greg and, Greg and Buffalo, quickly squeezing in. What's up, Greg? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Hey, real quick. I, 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 you bring up the point you bring up with McDermott is really interesting. The Peyton, the Peyton scenario is really intriguing. I don't think you make the move now, but next year I think it becomes a serious conversation if we if we're in the same spot. Our coordinators, we definitely have to do something. Frazier, you look at his playoff history; he's predictable. His defense got picked apart. Kept Miami in that game. That game was close because our defense couldn't stop a backup quarterback. Let's think about that. And then with Dorsey, yeah, he didn't. The stats weren't bad last year. They were equal to this year. They were equal to the previous year. But we didn't grow, and he, the, the offense towards the end of the season struggled. So we've got a coordinator that we're learning with. You know, yeah, it's his first year, so he's learning on the job. We have a short window to win, right? I mean, if salary cap, the player's age, Allen's style of play, you have a short window. Do you really want to gamble and and with a guy that's learning on the job, or do you want to go get somebody that's proven, like, I don't know, Frank Reich? Just a thought, guys. Yeah, thanks, Greg. I think you're right about the conversation it's not taken all that seriously right now. It probably gets more serious next year if that takes place, if they fall short again. And on the playoff window, we'll get to this a little bit later. We're going to get to Don Granado yeah. next. The, the The window on Allen's rookie contract is over. Right. They will not win a Super Bowl on his rookie contract. That's, right. It's over. Uh, 803-0550, 1-888-550, 2550 to join us. Uh, and there's a point to be made about that because Bean did speak about rookie contracts for Burrow. And three of the four guys right now are on rookie deals. Mahomes is not. Those are ending soon, too, though. They are. I do think the rookie contract stuff, it's a its a big talking point for quarterbacks and rookie contracts. When I think it's about to start going away because you have these three guys. What, are they not going to win any Super Bowls? Right. Is, Lo- is Lawrence going to be winning the Super Bowls? And then he won't once he's not on his rookie contract? Like right. th- This is the next, whatever, gang of AS- AFC quarterbacks, and they're going to win a bunch, and they're probably not going to all come on rookie deals. Don Granado next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.